Hi everyone, welcome to the Let Me Tell You Something podcast. It is Wista and welcome to the podcast where we talk about the shit that I want to talk about, not what you want to talk about, but if you were a guest, we definitely talk about what you want to talk about, but you're not here, but you're listening. Thank you so much for coming back. If you're new here, welcome. We are here for the mess, the drama. Well, you know what? Let me not even say we're here for the mess and the drama because we're really not about that. But well, you know, we got a little messy, but not too much. So you guys, I know I said I was going to keep it consistent. I am actually working on my consistency now that we're in September and I realized, oh shit, we only have like what? Three months of 2021 is going to be 2022. That is fucking crazy. You guys like the Euro buy so fucking fast. And the crazy thing is the year went by so fast. Some people spent this whole year and last year in their homes and other people just went out, but I'm not throwing shit at nobody, but let's get to the point. Let's start with this life update. So the life update, I still have a bunch of interviews that I got to do. I actually just got my diploma, you guys. And I'm not going to lie. When I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, like this shit is huge. I almost bended it and I was so pissed off. Can you get your diploma reprinted? Does that cost money? I'm pretty sure it does, but my school keeps harassing me and asking me to like get the online version. I'm like, why am I gonna get the online version of this shit? Like it's already in my house. So I got my diploma, been doing a lot of interviews. I legit got like ghosted by the top PR agency in the world. Yes, you can Google it. That's the name right there. The freaking chick, the recruiter who recruited me, we got into the process. We're about to do this and that. Literally set up the interview, all that. Tell me how I sent her like so many cash up emails. She ain't never get back to me. So now I think I'm gonna, I, what do you guys think? Should I go and contact another recruiter at that company or just take the L and keep it moving? Cause you guys know the motto is every L I took, I needed it. When it comes to the interview process, I'm pretty chill. You get what you get with me. Like I noticed that companies really want to show, like they want you to act like you're desperate for the job. Even when it comes to like, you're sitting there and they're like, oh, pull out your resume. Hello, bitch. Do you not got the resume right in front of your fucking face too? Like, did you not read it? Or I don't know if anybody gets this question, but when they ask you like, what are your hobbies and what do you like to do? Because I remember this one place I was interviewing with, like she was talking about like, yeah, our workplace, like some of the girls that we work with, I wouldn't mind going out to like getting a drink with them or doing this and that. I'm like, so y'all are trying to recruit besties. Like this, this workplace, y'all want us to be all friends because I don't have time to be going to brunch and going to yoga classes with y'all. I'm not going to soul cycle. I'm not going to rumble with y'all. Y'all not my friends. I'll definitely go with my homegirls, but I'm not going with you. And another thing I've noticed too is, and I can only say like, this is relatable for like folks who are black. Anybody who's black is paying attention to this. Please, I want to know if this is relatable. Have you ever just gone into like interview and then people look disappointed to see that you're black? Like I've had plenty of my friends who have like told me, okay, they went in an interview and the minute they turned on the Zoom camera, the person looked pissed off that it was a black person. And even when it comes to like the interview process too, because a lot of my friends, yes, we're all, majority of my friends are black and we all have like amazing experience, like working for big companies or even interning at places like Facebook or Tumblr. And sometimes the person who's like interviewing us may not be black. They may be like um, a non-black POC or even just like a white person. And when we're like going down the resume by like the experience, like just the way certain people say certain tones, I can't say it's every every um, interview, but I've been in some of those interviews 
even for example, I'll, you know, let me just spill my business right now for a second. Like I interned at the United Nations and sometimes when people like go down and like bring that up, they're like, oh my God, like I don't even have internships like this. Like I just interned here and I'm not the only person to experience that because I do have like some other friends, like I said earlier, that have like interned at like amazing places. So sometimes even like talk to my friends about it. They're like, yo, I experienced the same shit. And I know somebody's gonna be like, well, what's the anomaly? Black people go through it. Bitch, I'm black. I can only talk about that relatability. Okay. Thank you. If that makes you uncomfortable, you know what to do. Stop playing this episode and keep it moving or go listen to an old episode. But even when it comes to like the demographics too, I really want to know specifically, do you like, cause I was talking to my friend, do you put your race down or do you not? Cause sometimes it really depends. If I'm applying to a company multiple times, I like to do a little game of, okay, I'm gonna put my gender, but I'm not gonna put my race. I'll put my race, then I'm not gonna put my gender. I'll put my gender and my race just to see what I get a call back for. I know somebody's probably listening to this like, damn, this bitch is a fucking mess. But that's just some of the things that I do, but I still get these callbacks. I do notice that the ones where I do put my race and my gender, I do get callbacks for that. But then majority of the time, the person who's the recruiter is a black person. And then majority of the time I've gotten callbacks where I just don't even talk about my gender or my race. So I don't know, maybe it's just the resume too, but either way, I know that people do experience microaggressions during interviews and they do experience some form of racism. Like I said, this is just my experience as a black woman looking for a job in corporate America when it comes to certain situations. But still, your girl is still booked and busy because I got projects I'm doing, I'm doing freelance and all that. So we are doing what we need to do. That resume is still getting filled That we are still applying to these jobs. And I know I'm, what's meant for me is coming my way and it's all patience. And I think that's the most important thing. And I I'm gonna keep saying it is patience, patience, patience. We attract, we don't chase. But to attract what is supposed to chase you, you need to do some action. Put something out there, put your resume out there. If you're gonna like create a freaking business plan, write it out, start doing something. It's like a form of manifestation. Do something because you never know what's gonna pop up, what's gonna blow up. You just gotta believe in yourself. And that's the thing in the end of it. You need to believe in yourself. And I sound like a fucking scammer ass motivational speaker, but still, you need to believe in yourself. I believe in you and I hope you believe yourself too. Another thing before we end these life updates, please pray for the folks out in Haiti, pray for the people in Louisiana, pray for people in Kabul. Thank you to everybody who like hit me up and asked me like how my family out in Haiti's doing. My family's good, they're chilling because where my family's from in Haiti, they live more in the towns that border the Dominican Republic. My dad is from a town that's like 20 minutes away from the DR and my mom is like from a town that's like 30 minutes away so their area was good although my dad was in Haiti but like I said if you guys actually like listen to like older episodes of the podcast you knew about my upbringing in Haiti he was born in America but did go back and forth to Haiti a few times but like I said my experience of growing up in Haiti is not what you see in the news it's not what you see on TV I grew a privileged life in Haiti but that's a conversation we can have another time if I feel like opening up and being emotional on this damn podcast which I don't feel like it right now but everyone's good I will say this, if you're planning to donate your money, please don't donate your money to the Red Cross because the Red Cross, we seen what happened in 2010, don't do it. They only built six houses, but got billions of fucking dollars. And also too is if celebrities, specifically Haitian American celebrities are sharing certain things that they're gonna be sending money to Haiti, please do your research. We ain't forget about Yellow Haiti. We still wanna know where that money is. So if you're planning to donate money to like any of the causes that I brought up, also pray for the folks in Tennessee because I think a lot of the people didn't talk about the flooding that happened in Tennessee. So pray for the folks out in Tennessee. I will say definitely contact any of your friends who may have family there. Try to find a way so you can donate give money 
you know, go on GoFundMe, but you, you gotta really, you really gotta read through those GoFundMe sometimes because some people be scamming, but definitely find a way, do your research. Research is a fundamental when it comes to anything, especially if you're trying to make sure that you're helping out people who are going through so many things. I know a few people who live out in Louisiana, so I've definitely been in contact with them just trying to see how I can help them out and all that. So just make sure, do something, help people out because so many there's so much shit going on in this world and it's so crazy that like I keep telling myself we're going through a major shift in society right now and this opening people's eyes just like how every decade there's always something new going on. There's always, some, there's always a new disease. There's always a new this, there's always a new that. This is what's happening this decade. Okay, we are done with the life updates. Let's get on to the train wreck of the week. I know this is so, fucking old news and you guys know me I like to talk about old news because we forget about it and I just bring it right back well welcome to the train wreck of the week and the train wreck of the week goes to the celebrities who claim that they don't wash their asses so we all know that major a-list celebrities like Jake Gyllenhaal Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis I'm sorry two of those men were y'all man crush Mondays I know damn well somebody listened to this Ashton Kutcher and Jake Gyllenhaal was your man crush Monday during the 2000s and the 2010s and don't try to lie right now because you know you're sitting down thinking because those two men Hollywood forced those men on us so badly I still don't know what was the hype with them but it is what it is they admitted that they don't, okay, I'm giving y'all the spark notes. They admitted that they don't take their showers. They don't wash their ass. They don't take showers. The thing that doesn't make sense to me is the fact that y'all got million dollar homes, million dollar bathrooms, but y'all not taking million dollar showers. Ashton Kutcher and his wife literally showed their big ass fucking mansion in fucking California. You tell me y'all got a house in the hills and y'all not taking no showers. I'm taking fucking advantage of that shit. If I'm living in a $20 million mansion in the Hollywood Hills, I'm taking fucking $20 million showers. We're not going to be using Lush products. We're going to be using Tom Ford soap. We are going to be using, I don't know, any fucking designer label soap in that fucking shower. What the fuck? But like, I'm not even surprised that they admitted that they don't really like take their showers like that because it's like y'all kind of look like y'all don't and I'm surprised there's two people I'm surprised that did it like add on to this and that is Dax Shepard and his wife Kristen Bell I'm sorry I'm they part of that list too for me but then again this is all alleged this is all alleged allegedly 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 although there is facts and information I'm gonna still say allegedly and the last train work of the week are the lawmakers in Texas who are trying to ban abortions it doesn't make sense to me that people in society, like some people really in society want to tell women what they got to do with their bodies. And it's the fact that also y'all are banning abortions and then also saying that, okay, trigger warning because these words are trigger warnings. But like you guys are saying that assault and incest are not even exceptions. That means let's say, for example, somebody goes through a traumatic situation and then boom, a child is conceived. They That woman does not have the choice of if she can get an abortion in the state of Texas what the fuck? And then that woman right there has to, if she wants to get the abortion, has to make sure that, okay, now she has to travel, either taking a flight, taking a bus, or driving to the nearest state where she can get an abortion. I am pro-choice. It is your body. You do what you want to do with it. Because guess what? It is your body. That's what you're living in. I don't understand why people feel the need to tell people what other people got to do with their body. And the same thing is when it comes to like some of these pro-lifers. And like I said, I understand some of y'all, that's your idea because of religion. But that doesn't mean you need to tell somebody what they can do with their body. And the funny thing is, is like I was on Twitter and people were like, oh, you can put the baby up for adoption. You can do this, the baby, this and that. But it's like, yeah, do you not look at the rates of like, how many kids are in foster care and in adoption homes and it's like if y'all are saying all this 
Why are you not trying to make sure that kids who are in foster care or even in like adoption homes, why don't you try to make sure and try to help out and find a way for these children to be adopted in a loving household? Like I've said on this podcast plenty of times, you do what you want to do with your life. You do what you want to do with your body. The last train wreck of the week are y'all Virgos. Virgos, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I've been burned by y'all so many times when it comes to friendships that any single time Virgo season hits, I'm just like, what the fuck? Can we go straight to Libra season? Honestly, for me, Virgo season just heightens up my anxiety to a certain extent sometimes just because we're transitioning into fall. Okay, summer's about to be done. Oh shit, now I gotta bring out my fall clothes and put my summer clothes away. So it's just that little struck of like perfectionist. And then I have good memories. So I'll be remembering some of these Virgos that have like done me wrong. I be remembering their birthday. Literally, it was one of their birthdays yesterday. And I still think about the fact that literally, you guys, I stopped talking to this girl for like two years. We like ended our friendship and then we became friends again. And then the first thing this bitch asked me, she said, yeah, what's the, like, um, I get it. We weren't speaking for two years, but like those like Christmas gifts and like those birthday gifts that we give each other, um, where are they? I'm like, so you, you were asking me for gifts from the years of 2016 and 2017 that's the first thing you asked me when we rejoined the friendship. I cut that bitch off so quick. But like, oh, you know what? Let me get to this right now. Stop overextending yourselves in friendships because I've noticed that it's been a pattern for like so many people that I've had conversations with. If you're not giving me that same energy, I'm not gonna give you that same energy when it comes to like any relationship, platonic, romantic. That's just how I am. Because let's say for example, you got a car and your friend got a car too, but your friend wants you to drive them all over the fucking place. Like, you bitch, you're a fucking chauffeur, bitch. You are a fucking chauffeur. I am not going to be your fucking chauffeur. I am not Uber. I am not Lyft. I am not the fucking private limousine that you call to fly, to get your ass all over the place. No. And then I offer you to sit in a car, your car so we can like do a few lessons so you can get more comfortable. I get it. Some people do get road anxiety and they get nervousness. But honestly, to get over that nervousness when you're driving... What you gotta do, you gotta fucking drive. Also, please be mindful when it comes to finances and friends because I am not, I'm not gonna lie though. I like to treat my friends, okay? I like to give my friends a little money and I like to lend some too. There's give, listen to the words, y'all. Give and lend. When I give you something, I don't expect it back. When I lend you something, bitch, I want it back, bitch. I'm gonna be like after paying Klarna on your ass. But you have to like very be mindful when it comes to like giving friends money because even for me, like the last time I really gave a friend money, I, damn, how I remember this fucking year. It was 2014 and I stopped doing that. Now I'm at the point where, yes, I do have like a few friends. I'm like, okay, well, if they ever go through something, I definitely would give them something not expected back. Because then again, to those friends that I'm saying that I would give money to, I've seen them do things for me too. So it's like, it's kind of a trade-off because even when me and my friends do gift giving with each other, sometimes we just be giving each other money. Or like if, well, if you're giving a gift card, you're basically giving money, but just to a specific store, depending on what kind of gift card it is. But still, that's some of the things we like to do. Gift giving, that's just naturally, but it really depends on like the type of friendship that we're at. Like 
even if I, I know you probably think, oh, well, what's the, you probably been friends with them for years. I'm going to be honest. Some of the friends I've been friends with for years, bitch, you getting a card for me. You ain't getting no cash for me. It really depends on the situation. It depends on the person. It depends on the morals. It depends on the ethics of that friend. I can personally name from my one hand friends that I would give money to and not expect it back. That's why I think we have to be mindful when it comes to the word give and lend because lend sounds like a loan. Like, okay, can you lend me your pen? When I lend you my pen, I expect my pen back. If I lend you this amount of money, I expect it back. I've never been in a situation where I've lended a friend money and never got it back, but I know those type of situations do happen to people. So you definitely have to be mindful and like when you're gonna be doing those type of things, you just gotta think about people's morals and ethics. But I will say, if you got a GoFundMe or like an Indiegogo or like some startup shit, just share it to me. I'll, I'll, I'll put a little money in there. I will, I promise. I'm just gonna say just in general, just be mindful of like, when it comes to friendships, if you're gonna be giving them or lending them money, because like I said, finance is very important. And even with that, let's say for example, you guys go out to dinner, I'm, I'm so happy. I like grew up in my friendships, like especially when you get grown, you guys, when you hit to a certain age, when you and your friends, y'all doing your thing, y'all can go to dinner, somebody just put their card down, it's whatever, you don't gotta split bills no more. What is splitting bills? I don't know that. I know some people still split bills, but it gets to the point where you're just fed up with it. You're like, girl, somebody just put their card down, we'll Venmo each other. That's something that they. That's something that we do in my friendship group. Or sometimes it's just, okay, this person gonna pay, and then the next dinner we do, somebody else is gonna pay. It really depends on your friendship dynamics. Everybody's friendship dynamics is different. Do what you gotta do. And if your friend wants to act their wage, let them act their wage. Because I even in like, I'm in like a Lux group on Facebook and some of the women on there, they're like, yes, I wanna be friends with Lux women, women with loads of cash, women this and that. And I'm like, okay, I get it. We're gonna, you wanna be friends with affluent people. I fully understand that. But you also have to realize too is it's all about the person's personality. Yes, you wanna be friends with high value women, high value men. Stop thinking that they're high value just because they got money. Because in the end, being high value or even like having a feeling of Lux or something like that, it's different for everybody, but also when it comes to the idea of high valueness, it's all about your morality, your character, and how you act upon people. So that's a very main important thing. I know that some people are like, well, it's about looks, about money. No, that's materialistic. That's materialistic items. That's materialistic thinking. In the end, a pocketbook, a wallet, a bank account, a savings account, investment, stocks, everything that has to do with finances that yes, that does bring luxury into people's lives when it comes to what? Materialistic items. But you gotta realize too is there's something called holding a conversation, having personality, knowing how to speak to people and doing other things like that. But we're gonna move on from that because like I said, if we go down the whole luxury, the whole Lux phenomenon on YouTube, social media, I will probably be talking for fucking an hour and I don't wanna do that. Just to end the money and friendships thing, close your pocketbooks, close your wallets, don't give it, that's it, don't. Because I've seen friendships break up due to freaking finances and I've seen even relationships break up due to finances. A lot of people don't think about that, but they do happen. And if you're going to lend or give a friend money, definitely just, have the conversation with them if they're asking you 
or if you feel like the need to do it, just do it. But you know me, I ain't doing that. Okay, don't come asking me. Don't hit me up in my email saying, what's the, I need money. Give you some cash app. Send me this. Because I do have friends who be sending me cash app requests. And I'm like, no, bitch. I'm not giving you no fucking shit right now. But I will say this. I do I do send cash app requests when I feel like, when I feel in the merry mood. And that's during Christmas. And I'll send you a little something. Go buy yourself a little latte or something. Treat yourself. But then again, like I said, the last time I actually like gave money, like legit gave money was back in 2014 you could have definitely gotten something out of me I don't know how much but like then again I was in college but still always made sure that my friends were good regardless of what it is because especially in college when you're going through that situation of like everybody's regardless if it's the meal plan or all of that so even with that then again too does that mean y'all if I was giving money if I was doing swipes for my friends when it came to like the meal plan was I here buying the meals or was I giving them cash funds? I'm so confused. But either way, I'm not gonna lie, me and my friends back in like college, we were each other's sugar mamas. But in the end, like I said earlier, close your pocketbooks, stop giving money. And one last thing, OnlyFans is getting rid of the adult content. That will be OnlyFans' downfall. We seen what happened when Tumblr got bought by Yahoo and that got rid of porn. I'm not gonna be surprised if they get rid of porn on Twitter. And I know somebody's like, oh, what's the, yeah, is that getting rid of OnlyFans, it's so great. But you gotta realize that some people on there were on OnlyFans and making fun so they can pay for their homes, pay for their kids to go to school, do what they gotta do. It's kinda sad that like OnlyFans is like, okay, we're gonna get rid of um, all the adult content, but literally people go on there to watch adult content. Like sex workers literally built that whole fucking site and now they can't go on there. And then again too, also Beyonce did come up with the term demon time. I know somebody's like, no, Beyonce didn't come up with the term. I heard it from Beyonce, so Beyonce came up with it. I think that now that OnlyFans is getting rid of the adult content, I think platforms like Cam Soda, I know y'all like, what's the, how the fuck do you know this shit? I, I know it for a reason, okay? Don't ask me, I Google shit. But Cam Soda, which is like similar to OnlyFans, I won't be surprised if some people who are OnlyFans also have a Cam Soda account, so they'll definitely be on there. But I think it would be dope if they made like their own like website. You know how like Brazzers got a website? What if they like make their website for themselves where only their fans can access it and just like have a whole like subscription and all that? But then again, building a website and maintaining it is like so much fucking work, so, which is understandable why people would go on like platforms like Cam Soda or even like, I don't know, Pornhub Amateur, but you have to be very careful when it comes to like posting on those platforms because even like I said in a past episode, Pornhub has been getting sued. So yes, it's giving OnlyFans shutting down is giving opportunity for other major platforms to like have their shine. But it's like OnlyFans, why y'all y'all taxing these these people now? And then now y'all shutting their sources of income and they got to find a different way to make that money. But then again, too, folks are smart. They're going to jump onto the next opportunity to put their content on there. And I support it. Make your money. And in the end of the day, sex sells. Hate to break it to y'all, sex sells. They got rid of porn on Tumblr. Do, do people go on Tumblr? Because I don't go on Tumblr unless I'm getting something for The Sims or I'm trying to read something about astrology. And I will say this, if they get rid of the porn on Twitter, that, no, 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 please. That's something, no, don't get rid of it on Twitter, please. But then again, some of y'all be posting y'all dick pics on like the Twitter stories and I don't need to see that. Okay, I'm gonna stop right here because then I'll go in like a downhole. So you guys have an amazing week, have an amazing day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I like, I really do appreciate it.
even if you listen five minutes, well, if you listen five minutes, then you're probably not even hearing this. But even if you listen to the whole thing, if you listen to old episodes, I really do appreciate it. Like even getting comments from y'all, even if it's like, um, critique or even just like a compliment, I appreciate it. Cause it just really shows me. I'm like, okay, so I'm, I guess I'm not as crazy. I think I am. So I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Y'all have an amazing week. Be safe. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Cause I'm, I'm reading my phone right now. There's another COVID variant. So keep yourself safe. Do what you got to do. That's on you. And, um, have an amazing week. And you know where to find this podcast. The way you found it is where you're going to freaking subscribe. Apple soundcloud google play spotify if you want to send some critique some help i don't fucking know like i said i'm going to say constructive criticism because i know some people can't handle constructive criticism but i can because it's important and it helps me out in the end of it i know some people like oh i don't like constructive criticism i want to do it my way no sometimes you do need a little constructive criticism because it helps you squeak your show so it is what it is y'all have an amazing week and i'm gonna get out of here bye